you know, I think if the approach is that way, as opposed to stop talking to your mother so much or, you know, let's not do this or that, it will be uh, more palatable for the person to hear. This week, what do you do if you think your spouse is just a little too close to their parents or that there just isn't enough independence from their parents? It is a very complicated and tricky issue where there are a lot of feelings that could get hurt. And fortunately, we have Dr. Karen Sherman to discuss how to avoid that. Stay tuned. We all live busy, busy lives and finding time to reconnect can be a big pain, which is why we created the Hitched Wine Club, the only wine club for couples. What does that mean? That means not only do you get amazing wine delivered to your door or office, but you also get exclusive date ideas within each shipment. There are no membership fees. We offer 100% guarantee on every bottle, We have free shipping on all of the wine club levels, and we have different levels for different price points. And we work with more than 300 different wine clubs. So it's almost like you join 300 for the price of one. And many of these wines you can't get anywhere else other than the winery or their exclusive wine club. So go to hitchmag.com, click the wine club link, and see how we can give you back just a little small piece of time to reconnect and hopefully inspire you to do more. Again, that's hitchmag.com. Click the wine club link on the homepage to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I am doing great. Uh, Karen, for those tuning in for the first time, is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And she has her own radio show on uh, the Sex Talk Radio Network each Wednesday called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And uh, you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And today we are going to discuss um, the situation where you or your spouse believes that you are too close with your parents. And uh, I feel like I have definitely seen this. Um, and I guess there we'll, we'll get into the details of it. Um, and I, well, let me just jump into it because I think the first question is, is there such a thing as being too close or is there such a thing as having an unhealthy relationship between a grown-up adult uh, child and their parent? Well, look, I mean, obviously every individual is different. Every couple and their needs are different. Every family functions differently. Uh, But I do believe that there are situations where it can be too close and unhealthy. Yes, Okay. And is part of that, if your spouse thinks you're too close, does that just make it so? Again, um, you know, it, it may not necessarily be that you're too close. 
But that being said, if your spouse has some objection or feels put out by the amount of interaction that you have with your family, then I think that that has to certainly you know, be taken into consideration. I think, you know, if I make a general statement and say anytime one of you in the partnership has something that really, really concerns you, it is something that is a concern to the relationship. Because if something affects one individual, it's going to impact how you feel, how you act, and that will then bleed into the relationship. So as a general rule, I think that if something is bothering or, you know, um, impacting one of you, yes, it is a problem for the relationship. Okay. And so I guess before we get into how to counteract this or address this issue, um, what would, what would it look like to be too close or have a relationship that you might deem unhealthy or counterproductive to a marriage? Okay, so I think that's a good question. Um, I think when there is um, a very intense amount of time that is spent with the extended family, whether it is seeing them every day, talking on the phone a lot, um, asking for their advice before you, you know, as opposed to going to your mate, um, you know, consulting with them, discussing your private affairs, those things between the two of you with your extended family, you know, in other words, you know, going, crossing a boundary. Um, It's almost enmeshed. It's like there's too much um, involvement, um, you know, with the extended family as opposed to making the marriage, the primary relationship. So it's almost Uh, like you take your parents and you make them the confidant of your personal thoughts, feelings, etc., as opposed to your spouse? Correct. (laughs) Now, it could be the parents. It could be for, you know, a woman. It could be the mother. It could be sisters or brothers. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the whole extended family. But, you know, if there's a constant interaction with them that seems to be taking priority, then yes, I would say that that is unhealthy. And I would, uh, you know, I like to play both sides of these issues. So I would imagine that it would be pretty difficult for an individual who, let's say, grew up very close with their parents or maybe a particular parent uh, where they were the one going through high school, going through college, they were their confidant. They were the one that yes. they called all the time and constantly bounced ideas and kept them in the loop and et cetera, et cetera. They get married. I can understand how that would be difficult to turn off or transition or shift that uh, those conversations over to your spouse right after. And uh, furthermore, adding that as a spouse who might now see this as a problem, I'm guessing this isn't something that just pops up 10 years into a marriage. I'm guessing this is a, a relationship that you saw as you walked into your marriage. Well, hopefully you saw it. Not only did you see it, but that you realize that this is something that is 
going to continue. It's not going to just automatically stop. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they're in love and they've got the love goggles on, they sort of don't pay attention to things. But if that is there at the beginning of the relationship, that's likely to continue. Now, understand that two people come from two different backgrounds. So there may just be a close relationship, which is not unhealthy. Mm -hmm. But if the mate has come from a family where they really didn't have a close relationship, that could end up being bothersome uh, to the individual who, without the close relationship, although it's not unhealthy. So that's why I'm saying, you know, people are different as individuals, they're different as families. Um, so, you know, we can't just say cut and dry. We've got to look at, you know, all the different aspects of it. Um, but when you said to me, you know, what is unhealthy, I think that when you make the extended family the priority, um, you know, that that is a problem. Now, of course, now I'm going to give you the exception. <laughs> if let's say that there's a sickness that takes place or there's a real problem with the extended family and for a while you have to make the extended family the priority to help them, well, okay, that that's necessary. We're not talking about that. We're talking about on a regular basis, the extended family is really the primary focus. Okay. And so let's move forward. What should a couple do or an individual do within a relationship to address this issue? Okay. I'm not skirting your issue. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to come back to it, but there's something I want to say, although maybe I should leave this to the end where you always say, Karen, is there something else you want to add? But it's on my mind, so I'll say it now. One of the jobs of a parent is to raise your children so that they can be independent. And I think that an extension of this is that when you raise your child to be independent, when they get married, the independence should also be, okay, now they are taking on a new relationship as their primary relationship. Mm -hmm. You are basically marrying them off. Mm -hmm. And so it is also going to be difficult if you've had this very, very close relationship for the parents to now let go of that. But I think it is incumbent upon the parents, it behooves the parents to let go and to help the child, the offspring, it's not the child, the offspring, to adjust their focus and to start um, thinking in terms of their mate now being their primary source. So I'll give you a quick example. On Valentine's Day, my husband always uh, gave me flowers and gave each of my daughter flowers. When they each had a primary person, he stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. And he did that with the concept of, I don't want to be their male figure anymore. Mm -hmm. They each now have a male figure and that's where they should be getting flowers from. Um, and when they, you know, uh, when they had partners and they would ask us for advice, it's not like we just went cold on them, but there were also statements of, you know, well, you know, what does your mate think about this? So it was an adjustment on our parts as well to try to help them focus on, you know, you now have a different main person in your life. We are not the, the main people anymore. Mm -hmm. That makes okay? sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if there's a problem, 
you know, my usual answer is that if you feel your mate is too involved with their extended family, you should be going to them and talking to them and basically saying, you know, I don't feel that I'm a priority or, you know, I'm sure I don't, I don't want to interrupt your relationships. I'm not telling you to stop your relationships, but I think that um, you need to be cognizant of my feelings and make some adjustments. Now, it could be as simple as the following. Whenever I get home from work, you're on the phone with your mother. Mm-hmm. Well, when I come home from work, don't be on the phone with your mother. You know, talk to your mother while I'm at work. And mm-hmm. when I get home, shift and now be available to me. It could be a little bit more hairy where let's say every Sunday, the parents expect that you're going to come over for Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. And that's just a ritual that has been in the family forever. And so then, you know, my expression, blood talks to blood. Yep. The child has got to go to the parents and say, it's not that we don't love you. It's not that we don't care about you. But I don't know that, you know, we're going to be able to continue this ritual because now there's another family involved. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, sometimes we want alone time. Mm -hmm. So there may have to be a discussion with the parents about the shift um, in some of the way that they've done things previously. Yeah. And we've talked about uh, establishing new rituals in the past as well. When, mm-hmm. when you get married and uh, you know a lot of this a lot of these conversations that we've had about this stuff typically pertains around holidays and things of that nature yes. because that's where these rituals are very common right uh, and and you know these aren't easy conversations either because while this is something that you need to do for your own personal family your parents or extended family they don't want that you know, they they want things to continue as they have, mm-hmm. uh, which which is you know they will probably fight you back a little bit on it. Is my well, guess? Well, yeah, sure. For for most people, I think that change is difficult, and when you rock the boat, it's going to be a little bit upsetting. And so, I think that if you go to your parents and say, you know, I know that this may be a little bit different than the way we've been accustomed to doing things, but you know, we've created a new little family unit and we need to do things a little bit differently. And so, you know, um, my mate and I have talked about it and this is something that would make us both a little bit more comfortable. Mm -hmm. But again, please remember that, of course, we love you and it's not personal. It's just that we need to do things a little differently as our little family unit. One of the, this might be off track, a little bit but i think a lot of this i'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this so a lot of times when these kind of situations come up the variable in this situation is your spouse so your parents then take it out on your spouse or believe mm. your spouse is the cause of all this mm. change which i mean that is partly true but it was mm-hmm. your choice to, to also engage in this change. How do you have those conversations without them being like, well, you know, before that person, you know, this was never an issue or, you know, things of that nature. I, I, you're following me, right? Yes, of course. And <laughs> okay. I, I think that one of the best tools that I have for that is to actually say, whether it be this topic or any other topic, what you think the other person is thinking. So state it, say, you know, 
you probably think that this is all because Joe wanted this, mm -hmm. that this is all Joe's doing. And the truth of the matter is that um, I, you know, Joe and I have spoken about this. And it's something that both of us feel that this would really be better for the two of us now as a unit. Mm -hmm. So say what they're thinking. Okay. Okay. Um, but again, I think that you have to acknowledge that it's a change, that, you know, it's going to feel a little uncomfortable, validate that it, you know, it, it may be hard for them to get a little used to. Again, reassure them that you, you know, that you love them. But, but say it out loud. Say, you know, again, this probably feels to you like, you know, oh, you know, this is really just because Joe did it. And if Joe wasn't in the picture, we could just keep things the way they are. But, you know, you have to understand that obviously now that we've started a new little family, we're trying to, you know, do things that will feel right to both of us. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've got to make that statement that this is really something that is right for both of us. Okay. Uh, and then I wanted to keep moving forward with this a little bit. So you can control your own actions, but the relationships are a two-way street. Mm -hmm. um, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but how can you communicate? Um, how can you, how can you, I guess, keep their feelings front and center when you're having these communications? Because it's one thing to come to grips with you and your spouse about, okay, I think you're too close to your parents. Um, but as we've talked in the past, um, there is the other side of it. Those other, you know, it's one thing to deal with your own nucleus, but then you also have to take in consideration how they feel about it. And you're trying to essentially do damage control while do what's best for you and your spouse. Okay. So I'm unclear about whose feelings we're concerned about oh, here. Sorry. You are concerned about your parents' feelings because I feel like we've already kind of addressed um, how you communicate with your own spouse. So how do you communicate with your parents that, uh, this is the way it is. Um, and they, I guess they're just not coming on board with this shift. Well, you know, I think the way I responded a few moments ago saying to them, you know, I love you. This is not about not loving you. And I understand that this may be a little bit difficult, um, but this is something we both feel, you know, will make more sense for us. That should really handle it. Um, I think the reality is that for most people, the biological pull plays out in the following way. We try to get our spouse to shift um, because there are these very old feelings from childhood that we don't want to make our parents unhappy with us. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult for most people to say, you know what, I'm an adult, they'll get over it. And by the way, they will. Yeah, parents okay. are not going to um, decide to have nothing. Most parents are yeah. not going to decide, I'm going to have nothing to do with you um, because you've made this change. But the uh, little kids in us, the emotional part, will get very nervous about, oh my God, my parents are going to be unhappy with me if I make this change. And so there's generally a lot of push for our mate to make the change because mm -hmm. of this, you know, um, very old, biologically 
um, brain-wired kind of uh, memory from childhood of, I just want my parents to be happy with me. Uh Um, So I'm just going to, again, reiterate that very few parents, they may not be happy, uh, but they'll get used to it, are going to say, I'm disowning you because you now don't want me walking in the door um, unannounced or, you know, with my keys the way I used to when you lived in the city by yourself. Yeah. You know, you want me to call before I come. They may not like it, but they'll get used to it. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> um, you, you're, you're not a parent who had to hang up her keys, are you? Um, well, the truth of the matter is that with one daughter, she wants me to just walk in. And with another daughter, I do have to use my keys. Yeah. I, I do have to say I'm coming. I, I can't just use my keys yeah. and walk in. See, but that's – I think that um, that kind of demonstrates, by the way, how different people ha- set different boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you are able to respect both sets yeah. uh, of boundaries and not take offense to it because you understand that's what their comfort level is. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. And and it has nothing to do with either one of them loving me more or less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. And so then finally, one of the things that I want to drive home is in creating um, in creating this like boundary between your spouse and their parents, you're not trying to push them away from their parents. You just want to achieve a more intimate balance and relationship with your spouse and so how can you like what i guess is there a normal balance like how can you do that without making your spouse feel like they their relationship is now less than with their parents well again i think that the normal psychological reaction that anybody has when they're told not to do something is to get, you know, get up in arms and say, you can't tell me what to do. So I, and and then, you know, go ahead and do what, whatever it is they want to do. So I think that if you can say, look, you know, you have a special relationship with your parents. It's not one I grew up with. Um, but it's, you know, what makes you happy and it's fine and I don't want to interfere with it. That being said, you know, here are my feelings. Um, and since, you know, you're married to me, um, I think my needs should count also. And I would like you to try to be respectful of them and try to balance it so that you can have your relationship with your parents, but figure out a way to do that so that I am also regarded. And, you know, I think if the approach is that way, as opposed to stop talking to your mother so much or, you Mm -hmm. know, let's not do this or that, it will be more palatable for the person to hear. And then you can talk about, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, if if the person feels, no, I must go over at least once a month or every weekend, let's say, Mm -hmm. the person says, you know, okay, if that's what you really have to do, if you really feel you can't give that up, I'm not really comfortable going every week. It's it's just not something that I really enjoy. It's not something I want to do. Maybe they'll strike it where, okay, so I won't go with you every time you go. Mm. You go ahead and go, but I'm not going to go. And maybe when I don't go with you, It'll be a shorter visit. So at least we spend some time together that day. It's Mm -hmm. not like the whole day is there, you know, so that they can start to compromise. But 
again, in any marriage, it's important to hear each other's needs, be respectful of them, and then work out a compromise that is responsive to both sets of needs. So it, it almost sounds like the conversation that needs to be had is one where you, as we talk a lot of, is, is validating why you feel this way or why your spouse feels this way and, and providing some sort of context about why you want to create this balance in your relationship as opposed to, I hate your relationship with your sp- parents. They're getting in the way of our marriage. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, again, if you're going to, if you're going to approach it that way, the person I think automatically will go into a defensive posturing and you're not going to achieve the results you want. So many people, when I suggest to them to do it in the may, in the way that you just said, will say, well, I don't talk that way, or that's not me, or, you know, why should I be so nice to the other person? After all, I really do hate them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And what I will say to them is you're not doing that for the other person. You're doing it for yourself. Because if you want to get to the goal that you have, which is to have your needs heard, to come to a compromise, to have the relationship with the parents, in this case, shift. You want to present your sentiments in a way that your mate will actually hear you as opposed to getting defensive. Mm. See, I love that because it's almost like it doesn't matter, right? Like the brain works the way it breaks the the brain works the way the brain works and it, it like it doesn't care if you like to say things in a certain way or not if you attack somebody they're going to shut down Absolutely. and become defensive so get over it um because that's just the way it is yeah yeah, yeah. um now i'm going to ask you the question <laughs> oh no i did myself in <laughs> uh did you have anything else you wanted to add no, I think I did it before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to give that opportunity because I don't want to skip out on it. It's, it's, it's almost become a thing now. And one uh-huh. more, it's almost like Steve Jobs and one more thing. <laughs> um, okay. So with that being said, I hope this helps everybody who feels their spouse has a relationship with their, and as you pointed out, it doesn't necessarily have to be a parent. It could be a sibling or a friend or whomever that just is a little too close for comfort, or they feel that they are robbing their relationship, their marriage of a little bit of intimacy. Um, and therefore they want to create a different balance. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we laid out some pretty good steps about how to achieve that. So, Thank you so much for that, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Yes, it is. Thank you, Steve. Uh, And I want to remind everybody that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the author of, or co-author, I'm sorry, of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. She has her own show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. So be sure to tune into that. And you can find this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Of course, you can find a link to that on our website, hitchedmag.com. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, go ahead and hit us up on uh, either the podcast page where we have a giant email button 
or on the social platforms, feel free to shoot us a DM or a Facebook message or whatnot. Uh, we try to respond in a timely manner to everyone. Um, and uh, thank you for those who have rated us and told your friends and family about us. Uh, it's always uh, encouraging to hear from you. So thank you so much. And until next time, that's going to do it. One last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody. Now we know.